Welcome to City Daily, a Lent podcast. Today I want to take us to the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus says the words, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. I've got to think that there's many of you that are like me. I've read this passage so many times, and I've thought to myself, why would Jesus say that? Why does he say, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who weep, blessed are those who have to go through something uncomfortable or devastating in order to be comforted. I want to tell you a story today about a young man named Austin. Austin is a follower of Jesus. He's 28 years old and he works as a graphic designer in a major city. And over about an 18 month period of Austin's life, he goes through some devastating things. He loses his mom to breast cancer. Uh, Because of some changing economic things that are happening, he loses his job and struggles to find something new. All of the life that's been happening and what he's had to walk through and just the social and cultural climate has caused him to deal with some anxiety and some depression and times of darkness that he he's never had to deal with before and honestly he doesn't really know what to do with it. See, as Austin is working through this, these things in his life and these difficulties, he can take a few different perspectives on life. The first perspective is this. He can say, God, where are you? God, how could you? God, if you were good, then why would you allow me to go through these things? See, this is a perspective that believes that good things should always happen to good people. A perspective that believes that all the benefits of the future kingdom and eternity should be there for us here and now. And when we don't experience them, something's gone wrong, or maybe God's not there, or maybe our faith is deficient. The second perspective Austin can have is this, that we're awaiting redemption and we realize the world around us has been twisted and corrupted and bent by sin. That we are living in what theologians and scholars would call the already, but not yet. The already is us admitting that Jesus has come and redeemed and our future is certain because of what Christ has done and the work that he did for us. But the not yet is that we are not yet in eternity. So here we are in a world that's still being corrupted by sin and bodies that are still dying and decaying in a time and place where bad things happen. And we have to wrestle with this. I think this is why God has called us to stop at times and just to mourn the effects of sin. Have you ever done that? As you're watching the news, as you're seeing things happen in your own life, you just stop and say, God, I realize this is not how you created the world to operate. Have you ever gone back to the garden and thought, man, God created me to walk in the garden with him in communion in a place of perfection. And then what happened because of sin and death and then what God has done to restore and redeem and, and we have to wait and we have to hold on because we're not yet there and yet we will be if we just don't let go, if we don't give up, if we hold on to the faith. See, I think this is even what Paul is getting to in Romans chapter eight, as he says something, and I want you to get this kind of picture in your mind because the words he uses are so vivid. He says, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Think about that for a minute. All of creation, that, that includes us. We're groaning as in the pains of childbirth 
right up to the present time, we are awaiting, we are crying out for God to restore because we realize that the world we live in is broken. It's bent because of sin and death. See, we can groan a couple different ways. We can groan because we don't get what we want as we try to build our own kingdom. And this is what many people do. We groan because our children don't live up to expectation or our job isn't fulfilling anymore. Or our marriage is less than we want or in our circumstances, we just want, we want them to change. Or we can groan because we realize that God's kingdom has not come in its fullness yet. And we are groaning and waiting and crying out, saying, God, would you come? See, one kind of groaning leads to death and destruction and lack of faith. And one type of groaning will actually lead to joy and peace. During the season of Lent, we are called to live in this tension of both joy and mourning. And I say that to some people and they're like, how do you, how do, you do that? How do you live both with joy and sorrow and joy and mourning? And I think that Jesus is teaching us how in the Sermon on the Mount. I think Jesus is teaching us and saying, we have joy because of what I have done for you and what it represents in your future. But you also mourn and weep because you realize the devastating effects of sin that you have to live through here and now. Let me say this to you today. I believe that mourning does something wonderful in us. And in this season of Lent, as we mourn the realities, the sad realities that are around us, my prayer is that they point us to Jesus, that we begin to cry out for help and to be rescued and forgiveness and deliverance. And we would pray as Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Maybe you're mourning something today. Even as I do this podcast right now, there are things in my life that I'm mourning. This is not how I would have drawn it up. This is not what I want. I don't want to walk down this road and I mourn the fact that I'm living in realities of a sinful world. But Jesus, I look to you. Jesus, my mourning calls me to cry out for you. As I look around the war in Ukraine and I look around at the, the devastating things in the world around us, you know what my heart does? Jesus, would you come and redeem? Would you come and deliver? Would you open our eyes to who you are? I'm going to end with this today, what Paul David Tripp says in his devotional, his Lent devotional. I just love these words. He says, may your mourning increase so that your joy may deepen. Jesus, we pray that our mourning would increase so that our joy may deepen. Amen.